How have you been, Amanda? Oh, just peachy. Yeah? Yeah. What'd you get for Christmas? Hmm? Um, I got a shirt from Hawaii mm. from the bamboo store. It's a bamboo shirt, and it has a big cock on it. Here we go. You're welcome, Trailer Park Podcast. Nathan, worried or excited? I'm excited. Daniel, it's a horror movie. Worried or excited? God damn it, I will kill myself. Worried. Are you worried or excited? An invitation for rigid and spastic penetration. You seem satisfied. Affirmative. The trailer made me emotional. Real lumpy flesh dragger. Raising awareness about masturbation addiction. Don't get it on my territory. I can't stand seeing someone do it worse. Oh my god, here it comes. Here it comes. It's so wet. Oh my god, it's coming. Trailer Park Podcast uh, 110. 110. Daniel, good evening. Good evening, Nathan. 110. What does uh, 110 mean to you, Amanda? Um, It means that I'm here again. Hello. <laughs> that's, yeah, okay. that's great. Uh, equivalent to, uh, oh, this is still on? Mm. Oh, are we still doing this? Uh, uh, intern. Give me something that you've done at least 110 times. I'm doing it right now, Nathan. Okay, that's enough of that. Mm. Okay, what do we got here? What, what can... he gets his finger all the way in there. Yes, <laughs> we'll never know. Hopefully. Well, it is a spheric. A, no, it is a sphenic number. Also a, a pronic number as well. It's a prime quadruplet. A pronic. Prime quadruplet. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like something from Dune. Yeah, there's, there's rule 110 or rule 110, cellular automation. Conway's Game of Life exhibits uh, Stephen Wolfram's uh, class four behavior. This mm-hmm. is all stuff that everybody already knows. It's the atomic number of Dar- Darmstadtium. Yeah. Darmstadtium. Yeah, but that's not what I really want to focus on tonight, guys. I want to focus on an expression that's often used when dealing with the number 110. In turn, do you know what expression I'm talking about? Uh, no. Uh, to give 110 percent ah the uh ever elusive oxymoron right tonight sad sack studios has promised the cool billion that each of us is going to give 110 percent right guys it's 140 (laughs) percent that's impossible no uh 110 percent it means to give a little bit more than the maximum effort yeah but it has to come from somewhere so we have a combined 400 percent which means Two of us, possibly three of us, are going to make it out of here. Daniel, 110's essence contains things such as uh, teamwork, relationships, uh, self-determination, independence, wholeness, inclusiveness, infinite potential. And that's why we're going to give it our all. I hear what you're saying. You're saying, well, if you count up all four of us, that's that's uh, 400%, and some of us can bow out and take a... Take a snooze. That's not the case, sir, because it is about relationships and how those relationships affect each other. Okay. Yeah. Tonight I'm going to give like 80%. So I'm going to need a couple of you guys to put in like 125 a piece. Well, it's a good thing that the lineup is so impressive. I've already checked out. Is it the <laughs> best lineup, though? Uh, well, I, you know, it's, hey, it's, it's competent. Got, yeah. It's got promise, I think. I think it's got yeah. promise. It's a solid entry. Episode it's 110, competent. <laughs> if you guys does anyone have a, a pen and a piece of paper or a pencil and a piece of paper Ugh, what is oh, this 1991 God. if you if you write 110 on the top um it only takes one line 
to say no. <laughs> and that's what I used to put on people's resumes that came in that I didn't want to hire. You used to put 110? <laughs> this guy gave 110% of failure. Yep. No. You're you're talking about just putting a, a dash or sort yeah. of a slash in between the, the two. Uh, the two ones, yeah. The two ones. Oh, my God. We're under siege. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of no, uh, there's there's only a couple movies that didn't make the cut for this lineup. Uh, one of them is On the Basis of Sex. It's that... Uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg? Biopic, yeah. yeah. Oh, man, like all her raunchy uh, escapades <laughs> across her career as a Supreme Court justice. Yeah, I heard it's very sexual. Real. So, some, of it, some of it had to be cut. Right. Well, she slept her way to the top. <laughs> Absolutely. Not to say that she wasn't qualified, but that she was just also a slut. Right, exactly. You can be a whore and a feminist at the same time. Mm, that's why she's tired all the time. It's all coming together. <laughs> uh, the, what are we going to do? <laughs> we'll just, we'll just uh, involve him in the show. Uh, we have a monster on our hands. That's Theodore. That's Teddy. He's a very large, young dog, a bull mastiff. The, the guy's like 90 pounds or something. It's crazy. Uh, I can't handle this. Teddy Carver, in fact. Not uh, Teddy Ruxpin? No, Theodore Bevins. Theodore Bevins Carver. Yeah. Get it right. Why Bevins? Uh, it's the name of the like butler, bodyguard, assassin in Would You Rather. He plays the counterpart to uh, uh, Jeffrey Combs. <laughs> um, okay. That's really interesting, actually. Uh, the other movie that didn't make the cup, cut is The Upside. Starring Brian Cranston and uh, Kevin Hart. Uh, this is a remake of a really good movie. Yeah, it's a heartwarming tale about a rich white quadriplegic and his male black nursemaid. Yeah, the Intouchables. Oh, is that what that movie's about? Yeah, I thought that was like a Jesus movie. No, not at all. It's a, it's really, uh, really good. Hmm. Slow drama with comedy interwoven into sadness. It's great. Okay. Well, that sounds like a blast. Uh, producers didn't think it would stir the drink in a lineup, though. Yeah, so, makes what gonna, sense. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? And uh, that leads us into the uh, oldie but a goodie. It's the True Facts segment. Okay. I love True Facts. <laughs> I love Facts. <laughs> I, lo- I love True Facts. You guys love Facts. Fact me. I love Facts. I only want True Facts. I love Facts. I love facts. You two fuck faces need to give me some fucking facts now. <laughs> In turn, give me some fucks. Fact blast me. Fuck me. <laughs> I'm gonna fact you all over your face. <laughs> blast with facts. Okay, so what do we have here? Um, because I'm, I came with a lot of facts tonight because I'm giving 110. Uh, percent First of all, uh, one in every five thousand babies. Okay, is born with a condition where they don't have an anus, and it has to be created manually in the hospital. How do you manually create an anus? It's called imperforate anus. Imperforate anus sounds like a like a children's book. Mm-hmm. It does. Uh, turtles, okay, can breathe out of their assholes. Do you know that? I bet we all could if we tried. <laughs> okay, you jump in and let me know. <laughs> uh, a 2008 study revealed that women with uh, pair or hourglass figures or bigger booties are on average smarter than women with smaller butts. Uh, I can attest to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they also fuck. God damn it. 
Also, 2010 study by the University of Oscar, Oxford suggests that having a bigger booty helps prevent against diabetes. Wow. Andrew. Andrew, you just need to grow that booty. Mm-hmm. It's you could pretty big. Evade the beaties. Maybe get an implant. Maybe that helps. I don't know. Yeah, a lot of squats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, out of any body part, women prefer to be complimented on their butt, according to a survey of 3,000 women by Men's Health. There you go. That makes sense, right? Because that's like you're probably naturally going to just start gaining a little bit of weight and your butt's going to get big. That used to be a terrible thing, but now it's an awesome thing. How many men were involved in that uh, men's magazine poll? 3,000 women. <laughs> Not asking men what women like to hear. <laughs> no, I think she likes to talk about her pussy. <laughs> The average person farts 13 to 21 times a day. Mm-hmm. Way more for me today. Not average, <laughs> If you Your fart butt. consistently for six years and nine months, enough gas is produced to create the energy of an atomic bomb. <laughs> yeah. we got to start bottling our farts. Yeah, that, yeah, like one of those like food saver, like vacuum packaging things. Yeah. Have that little tube add-on so you can vacuum seal jars. So you yeah. just reverse that, right? Then you can just drop that bomb on somebody. Yeah. Real stink bomb. Shaky hands on like a really bulging jar. It's been like six years, baby. Like, <laughs> like those scenes in The Rock. Yeah. Those little balls. <laughs> oh, those anal beads. <laughs> oh, imperfect Angus with the imperfect anus. <laughs> oh, what's that? You want more facts? <laughs> sure thing. Because I'm giving 110 percent uh hippo milk is pink you're welcome they're also really mean hippos yeah they're like the most dangerous animals they just fucking kill people if you just get anywhere near their space hateful creatures yeah and they apparently lactate bloody milk Mm, no you didn't just do that (laughs) france was still executing people with guillotine when the original star wars came out did you know that that's dope who was the last that's a good question. I don't have that information. Armadillos, mm. although... That feels like that would have been 110%. Yeah, you, know I mean? you like came oh, okay. to the finish line and okay. then turned around. All right, fuck. fuck. <laughs> 98%. Oh did, mm. you know, did you know that armadillos nearly always give birth to identical quadruplets almost all the time? Mm. No, you didn't, did you? Because you didn't come prepared to give hey. 110%. Nathan. I resent this whole thing because you're expecting me to know that this episode is episode mm. 110. How am I supposed to know that? Did Did you guys know that the average number of hands on a human is less than two? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that adds up. Way yeah. to go, turn. Yeah, it's only like uh, I think Nathan was saying was only like one in five thousand that's born with three hands. <laughs> Humans share fifty percent of their DNA with bananas. Deal with it. <laughs> Deal with it. Bananas also. A flower, not a fruit. Mario hits blocks with his hand, not his head. Does his hand reach higher than his head? By like a pixel. I don't think so. Zoom it in. Zoom it in and figure it out. God damn it. Rapid fire. (laughs) (laughs) What was that sloppy, puddling, puddle-stepping wet sound? Nathan, do it again. (laughs) Black mirror. Bandersnatch. Do you guys know what this is? Uh, that's both the things that they called Benedict in school. Bandersnatch. <laughs> Black mirror colon Bandersnatch. What does that mean? What is a movie that Black Mirror 
is making. Oh. It's reportedly five hours of footage, but it's going to be like a choose-your-own-adventure. Uh-huh. You're going you're gonna to be able to make different choices that will lead it down a different path in its five hours of possible viewing. Okay. I will only like it if I get to watch the full five hours. Yeah. And I, and I don't want it like fixed into like, you know, narrative endings. I want to just watch the jolted, discombobulated scenes mm-hmm. chronologically. Somebody's trying something though. Isn't that neat? Something new. Yeah. They've been talking about this though since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Well, it drops on Netflix tonight. Deal with that. How do you choose? Does a little thing come up? Like, are you still watching? You gonna choose an adventure, buddy? Maybe we should find out. Rapid fire! <laughs> it's that pulsating, like, wet sound. <laughs> sounds, like, sounds like you, like, record yourself swishing water in your mouth and slowed it down. <laughs> so, the guy that made John Wick 2 that is making John Wick 3... He wants to reboot Highlander. Did you know about this? There can only be one, Nathan. Can you imagine if Keanu Reeves was the lead in a Highlander reboot? Yes, I can imagine that. I'd be in. Yeah. He'd have to have his like Hawaiian, California accent, but be from Boston. Why? From Boston. Because that's like how the, that's like what was so great about and stupid about the original Highlander was like, you have this like, what was he? Belgian or something from Scotland. The Scot is from Spain. <clears throat> which was uh, um, Bond. What's his name? Sean Connery. Yeah, Sean Connery. Connery. He's the obvious Scott, but no, they make him the Spaniard. And just like they fucked all the accents up and made everybody from the wrong places. Hmm. I didn't know any of this. I've never seen the original Highlander. Oh, it's a mess. Oh, but it's great. It's a great mess. It's a great mess. Okay. Rapid fire! We got we to gotta talk about Kevin. Hmm. <sighs> We need to talk about Kevin Spacey. Okay, oh, spaces. And his uh, <laughs> crazy bullshit that he did. Have you guys seen the video? Yes. Yes. What is going on? Explain to just staying relevant. Yeah. Explain to the cool billion that Kevin Spacey, on the day that he was charged criminally with sexual assault, he posted a video of him in character as Frank Underwood kind of saying or suggesting that you should pay attention to all the facts and I'm not gone yet and, you know, weird, weird shit that has double meanings that can be related to both the criminally charged sexual abuse and, uh, you know, the Netflix character of Frank Underwood being cut from the show. Like, there's weird dual thing going on. I shocked you with my honesty, but mostly I challenged you and made you think. And you trusted me even though you knew you shouldn't. So we're not done, no matter what anyone says. And besides, I know what you want. You want me back. Of course, some believed everything and had just been waiting with bated breath to hear me confess it all. They're just dying to have me declare that everything said is true and that I got what I deserved. Wouldn't that be easy if it was all so simple? Only you and I both know it's never that simple, not in politics and not in life. But you wouldn't believe the worst without evidence, would you? You wouldn't rush to judgments without facts, would you? Did you? Yeah, he's like almost admitting like all the things you think are 
true or were conspiracies are for totally real. He's like, yeah, no, I totally was fucking a bunch of people on set and just like molesting whoever I wanted. I'm going to go to court. They're, they're going to make a big show out of it. They have to. Anyways, I'm just doing this to remind you guys that I'm still human. None of it's going to matter in five years. I'm going to come back and do a movie, win an Oscar. There's something creepy about it. It's like it almost hijacked the news story, too. Do you notice how like, like 8 million views and everybody's talking about the video, but nobody's talking about the criminal charges? Like, Yeah. He actually, yeah. if it is a PR stunt to distract you, it's doing its job. Yeah, whoever had that a uh, campaign idea for Mr. Spacey needs to be hoisted on someone's shoulders. It was at. Uh, doesn't matter. I mean, it's all weird because it's like I don't think anybody's gonna because it's not just one lawsuit or two or three. It's like so many, <laughs> like so many accusations here and in the UK. Well, just think every time you went to a play. He picked up a little boy. Yeah, bring your friends. He likes the plays. It's intense. The whole thing is intense. It reminds me of the uh, joke I made at Christmas. <laughs> I was at a, at a Christmas dinner, and the TV was on in the background, and uh, somebody said, oh, I hate this Subway commercial. It's so loud and abrasive. And I said, yeah, but it's working. And they were like, what do you mean? And I was like, you're not even thinking about Jared, are you? <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Remember Jared? The pedophile? <laughs> yep. <laughs> the one that everyone kind of joked might have been a pedophile. And then when they found out he was real, it was like, oh, oh, no. oh, no. Did we will that? But he's the Subway diet. He lost so much weight eating subs and humping kids. Hmm. Mm, that's great. Okay. Get the Jared? Yeah, it's uh, six inches of baby dick. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> okay. I only got one other thing that uh, sad sack provided tonight and that is uh rumored avatar sequel names just want to get your thoughts just want to get your thoughts here rapid fire oh sorry oh rapid fire gunshots (laughs) yeah they're gunshots (laughs) (laughs) okay okay uh so uh the first sequel uh, the way Avatar colon the way of water. Okay. Uh, next one Avatar colon the seed bearer. Ugh. Mm. Avatar colon the Tolkien rider. Oh man. And yeah. keep going. Yeah. Avatar like colon the quest for Uya. Oh fuck, that's the finale. E- er, no, no, you you try to pronounce it. E Y W A. Iwa. Iwa. The, the quest for Iwa. Iwa. Yeah, Iwa. That's great. It always it's really pulls in that general audience when you uh, name your something a subtitle of your made-up language. Oh, it's like deep. I always hate when fantasy books do that. They're like, oh, this it's the rapscallion of the... And then they're like a word with seven apostrophes in it. And you're like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The quest for the Aiel. Uh, that's the last one. That's the like, bam, there it is. Done. <laughs> Why was there a decade between part one and part two? I don't know. Does anybody even care about this movie anymore? No. Mm, there's four. I want to watch all five. Four Haven't of we all reflected and realized that Avatar was really awful? Avatar is a great visual experience. Yeah, that's true. He's right. But, uh, it's, but what about all the hard to get Tonium? Uh, who cares? Just put on the 3D glasses and enjoy it. What if all four of these? About, you know, 
Mad Max, you tell me to go fuck myself. Because Mad Max can suck my pecker. Okay, well, that's enough of that. Hmm. Um, just want to... Well, oh. <laughs> oh, well. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're welcome. It was a pretty good segment. You're right. And, you know, when they're right, they're right. <laughs> when they're right, they're right. Yeah, yeah, it's totally true. Um, are you guys ready to engage this lineup and get into the trailer viewing room? Uh, can we get a battle cry? <laughs> On the gondola, please. Because I don't know if you're ready. I mean, you guys got to get settled and ready because it's pretty intense. I mean, the trailer viewing room transition on Trailer Park Podcast is renowned. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a rush. Uh, transport us, Nathan. Never sure where we are going. Okay, here we go. Are you guys ready? Oh, yes. Let's go. Yeah, I was nodding. Sorry. <laughs> my bones break easily. I've had 94 breaks in my life. Little boxes on the hillside. Little boxes made of ticky tacky. Hold on, Doctor. Impossible. When you have power, people will always try to take it from you. Always. No, no, nothing can break. No, nothing can break me down. I'm the man. Wow. You guys feel different? I wasn't sure if we were all the way there yet. It's kind of like when the car is like not moving, but you don't have the brake pressed, so you don't have that firm like stop. Headliner tonight, Vice. Vice. Here we go. What do you say? I want you to be my VP. I want you. You're my vice. Well, George, I, uh, I'm a CEO of a large company. And I have been Secretary of Defense. And I have been White House Chief of Staff. The vice presidency is a mostly symbolic job. Uh-huh. However, if we came to a uh, different understanding, I can handle the more mundane jobs overseeing bureaucracy, military, energy, and uh, foreign policy. Yeah, right. I like that. have power people will always try to take it from you always are you even more ruthless than you used to be So we're going to do this thing or what? I mean, is this happening? I believe we can make this work. <laughs> Hot damn. 
Ah, damn. Nathan, worried or excited? Thank you for the lead-in there. That sounded like 110% right there. And I'll tell you, this movie is given 110%. It's rated R. It's two hours and 12 minutes. Director of the big short, Christian Bale gained 45 pounds, shaved his head, bleached his eyebrows, and exercised to thicken his neck for this role. Mm. Looks like he gained 110 pounds. He uh, he's looking okay. He's looking all right. I mean, and plus, the Big Short has this like light, fun feel to it. And if you're gonna go near politics, you should do it with light, fun feel. There's too much seriousness in politics already. So I'm uh, very interested. I think Sam Rockwell looks hilarious as George W. And uh, apparently, Amy Adams stayed in character the whole time during filming as well. She got all method. Probably inspired by Christian. And yeah, I'm definitely excited. How about how you guys feel about Vice? Amanda? I am super jazzed. Um, I love the cast. I love Sam Rockwell as as George. I think that's a great, a, a totally unexpected pick, like someone I would never think of to play George W. Bush, but is so perfect to me. Um, their chemistry looks good. Uh, yeah, lighthearted. I don't even, I do not care at all about how accurate or inaccurate any of it is because it just looks like, looks like a good movie. I'm excited. Intern. Well, you know, I do like Dick. Hmm. God. So. Always. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'll enjoy this too. God damn. I think uh, this is going to be fast paced, edited, and it's going to, uh, Come in behind some other other films, but be pretty good nonetheless. Uh, I am looking forward to Vice. I, I would say I'm uh, excited mm. and uh, titillated mm. at dick the prospect fight. of watching a movie about mm. a dick for two hours. <laughs> oh. 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 So funny. Well done. Uh, that, yep. was, that was 110%, right? That was good. <laughs> That was good. Good, yeah. good, good percent. Let's let's uh, let's slide in for the eighty here. Yeah, it was like a hundred and one hundred and two, three. Yeah, we're getting there. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm also excited for Vice. Uh, this is kind of the time frame in which I wish the movie W had waited to do this kind of movie because mm. that's kind of what I wanted that movie to be. But I just was like really weirded out that it was that it came out during his presidency. I was like, one disrespectful. Two, uh, do we know the whole story? Now, now, now we're another president behind or in between. We had a lot of time to sit and think. We can uh, take some of the grittier details of this whole thing, have better perspective, and then throw a little, uh, a little heisty, uh, character-driven drama into it. And uh, yeah, it looks tons of fun. And Christian Bale, I think, weirdly, you know, when you hear an actor and they get super method and they say like, "Oh no, I had to take three months to go learn like traditional karate," and they use it for like one scene in the movie, and you're like, unnecessary. I think the next thing makes it mm-hmm. i think that i think that widening of his neck i think that really gives him that last little push to look like cheney it did it, it works <laughs> i'm excited well Carell looks so some of the shots in that trailer Carell looks exactly like rumsfeld okay, i feel like the glasses make rumsfeld yeah perhaps the other thing that bale did too was he uh he learned all of um cheney's mannerisms and had them on his phone because they did a lot of ad-libbing in the in the production, they went off the script a little bit with ad-libbing. So the he, hand motions were big, apparently. Yeah, he had to have the hand motions down so that he could uh, still use them if he went off went off script. Yeah, yeah. It's all uh, it's all very, original. Title was Backseat, which I don't think would have been great. Would have gone with uh, Andrew's dick though. Mm. 
Okay. Ah, trailer number two. Ah. I, wait, I, I thought intern was like doing a bunch, dropping a bunch of uh, double entendres in there into his own analysis of the of his critique of the film because he kept saying things. I think maybe subconsciously they were like, "Yeah, I just kept coming up from behind." <laughs> and hundred and ten percent, Daniel. Yeah, hundred and two, hundred and three, hundred two. Deuce, do two. Okay. Um. Yeah. Trailer number two tonight. Um. This is kind of where the the director of Vice. This is where he came from. He came from. He rose up directing Will Ferrell and John C. Riley. So it seems fitting that we would follow Vice with Holmes and Watson. Holmes and Watson. Here we go. Your Majesty, may I present to you the greatest detective of all time, Sherlock Holmes and Dr. John Watson. I love you. Watson? Oh! What a looker, right? She is stunning. Sherlock Holmes. His methods are ingenious. Right there. He's a master of disguise. What have you done with Sherlock? Why, Watson? I never left. Oh, amazing. And his mind is brilliant. Angle of approach. Compensate for warp and floor. Termination of mosquito. Well done, Holmes. A murder in Buckingham Palace. Solve this case in four days or I will kill the Queen. Signed, Professor James Moriarty. Come, Watson, we have a killer to catch. Yeah, no shit, Sherlock. (laughs) Shall we begin the autopsy? Dr. Grace Hart. A woman doctor? Impossible. Fortunately, we have a real doctor here. Would you like some heroin? I have two days left to live. Solve this case. Her Majesty, would you mind if we had a picture together? Watson, who's going to take the photograph? I will take it. You see, it's sort of a self-photograph. He's a real fan. I swear, I never do this. Hey, girl! Hey, girl! Over by the window, the lighting's much better. Oh, my God! Mother of shit! Uh, in turn, this looks like your thing. Worried or excited? Well, I am a rather large fan of uh, Holmes and Watson. You mean John Holmes, am I right? And the many iterations <laughs> that there are. Is John Holmes like a... Porn star. Somebody in porn, yeah. He's Dirk Diggler. Well, it's, it's who Dirk Diggler is based on. He's he's not Dirk Diggler. He's John, he's John Holmes. Oh, I don't know. Uh, anyway... What was I going to say? I don't know. This is a comedy. You're not giving 110%, though. No. I was interrupted, and now all I can think about is Holmes and Mm. Cheney. 
Can you give me some um, stats on how many Sherlock Holmes movies we've had in the lineup? I feel like we've done every single one. So, oh, no shit. All right, we did the old one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Old Holmes. Yep. Yeah. Did Is you that... did we do the uh the second Game of Shadows? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. We've been on a lot long longer than you think. Time. So long. It was 2014. I feel like it was before then. Anyway, um, yeah, and there's the TV show and the other TV show. Mm. Uh, the Old Homes was not very good. I don't like comedy, although I do, for some reason, really enjoy both of these gentlemen when they're not in movies being funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but the movies causes a problem, apparently. John C. Riley should just be in dramas, and Will Ferrell should stop being in movies. And just host things. Wow. Uh, I guess I'm excitedly worried. Hmm. Excitedly worried. Putting them together like that seems like cheating. Means I'm worried. Okay. Yeah, very worried. Is yeah. it time then that, that you mean that it's time for like a Lil, like a Lil apostrophe uh, Holmes? Lil, Lil Holmes. Lil Holmes. That's, you know, like nice. Sherlock Holmes and Lava Girl or something like that. A Lil Homie and Watson. You know who would be great, Sherlock Holmes and Watson, would be The Rock and Kevin Hart. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> how about how about a female gender bender, uh, Shirley Ock? Mm. Shirley Holmes. Shirley Holmes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sherlock's daughter. It's like uh, Tina Fey and Melissa McCarthy. Mm. Could do a black one. Shaniqua. Shaniqua Holmes. Yeah. Starring Viola Davis. No, Miss Latifah. Mm-hmm. Oh, the queen. Um, I'm... I'm I'm worried as well, but I'm. This is like normally I get, I would just dismiss this. This would be like a dismissed worried, but this one kind of makes me sad because I feel like if they fucking calm down and wrote a script, a good one, this would totally work. Mm-hmm. Will Ferrell could totally he, he totally has the sort of like weird straight uh, comic side that would be good for like a dim-witted Sherlock, and then a uh, Patrick. Uh, What's his name? Riley. He's Riley. a perfect side bit character. Yeah, it's like what he was made for. Like that's what makes Talladega so fun. Yeah. I, 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 I wish that this, the, the whole selfie thing at the end, oh, that was depressing. Mm. And there was one good one and one good joke in there, but I already forget what it was. And I just watched this trailer. The heroine. Yeah, the heroine. Yeah, that's that right. <laughs> yeah. And and when he takes off his mustache and John C. Riley says, amazing. <laughs> yes, that, that's not bad, too. Yeah, that, that's what I mean. These guys, of course, they have great chemistry. So what to that? Is, it, I feel like this movie should have been made already. Yeah. But yeah, it looks like a sad attempt. And I don't think that uh, we're going to hear anything that good about it. Mm. Worried. Yeah, mm. I'll, I'll I'll copy my bae because it does. It just looks so lazy. Mm. Like there's no reason for this to not be successful. These these two guys would would crush this if anybody tried. Instead of and I don't even know why they bother making stuff that isn't good at this point in their career. Like y'all have all the money in the world. Why are you making subpar material? Why you don't have to? No, it's because they want to. Yeah, are, yeah. Are they Adam like Adam Sandlering? I feel like they are. Yeah. Or they think it's funny and they're just trying too hard and it ends up not being what they what anyone wanted it to be. Mm, like a love guru. Well, I I saw Steve Coogan in there. I yes, I did too. Yeah, so I mean Steve Coogan's in there. Ray Fiennes is uh is uh, Moriarty. I think Hugh Laurie is in this movie as well. We've got the Farrell and the O'Reilly chemistry, but why do I feel So why do I feel why do I feel? Why do 
in the face. <laughs> yeah, I'm worried. I'm worried, but I'll probably watch it and I'll probably find it amusing more like a few years from now. Seems to be what happens with these feral movies. Is my initial reaction is like 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 I'm expecting like the next joke, you know? And after that's gone, a couple of years down the road it'll just be on TV and I'll I'll chuckle a lot more than I would have on the first viewing, basically. And yep. I just want to throw out uh, PG-13, one hour, 30 minutes. And according to Deadline, following disastrous test screenings, Sony attempted to sell this movie to Netflix and they declined. Oh, <laughs> Netflix decline. It's <laughs> uh, like, oh, it's like Amazon saying, oh, we don't want to sell that. Yeah, that's, that's bad. That means uh, it might be bad. I don't know. Definitely worried, though. Uh Sorry, intern? Um, the girl on the radio today said, apparently Holmes and Watson is really bad and people are just walking out like 20 minutes into it. So maybe just uh, don't spend your money and don't watch it. That was the review. Wow. On the radio. <laughs> wow. Yikes. Okay. Um, okay. Your fulcrum tonight, uh, cousin, is uh, Escape Room. Escape room. Here we go. Little boxes on the hillside. Little boxes made of ticky tacky little boxes on the hillside. And they all look just the same. You want to control your life, but life isn't a science experiment. You can't contain your world forever. Try doing one thing that scares you over break, okay? Yeah. This serves as an entry voucher. For Minos escape rooms. Be the first to escape our most immersive room yet. And win a million dollars. So, uh, when does the game start? I think this is the escape room. We should look for clues. What are we looking for here? Anything that looks like a puzzle or a code. It looks like an oven dial. That looks real. It's kind of warm up in here. Uh, excuse me. We'd like our hit now, please. Well, that's creepy as hell. Is it getting hotter? How do we get out of here? It's Fahrenheit 451. Got it. Ah! Talk about immersive. What's wrong with you? That was real. Dumb question. Are we outside? So we get this figured out, so we get the hell out of here. Who would do this? They know every move that we're making. They knew everything about us. 
This is my hospital bed. Me too. They made these rooms for us. Have you ever seen things that weren't there before? I am not imagining this. Surviving is a choice. Yep. Come on, Eric, you let me out of here. Yep. 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 That's why they chose us. And they all look just the same. Okay, Daniel, are you worried or excited about Bandersnatch or uh, Escape Room? Escape Room. <clears throat> this movie, man, I God, I would love to rewrite this movie into the reboot of Hellraiser. Just watching them play around those puzzle boxes at the beginning, I was like, oh man, this is a perfect setup for like, oh, I think we're we're here to give you the ultimate puzzle box, and they work like half the movie is them just working towards opening hell. <laughs> um, I'll say this: I'm going to give this movie an excited. That that's not because it looks like it's a fantastic movie or that it's super high quality or that it's doing anything super innovative. Really, it's just a more polished-ish uh, version of Saw. But this is the kind of thing that I would, if I was like lost in that ongoing carousel twirl that you do on Netflix where you basically spend 90 minutes looking for a movie and that's your movie, um, I would totally stop on this and uh, and watch it. It's Because it, it's kind of like Final Destination. Even if the movie sucks, the scenarios are going to be engaging enough to pull you through. So that's the kind of excited that I'm going to give it. I'll come in behind you, cousin, and that's an excellent point. Because going from room to room will make it easier to stay engaged in the movie, I think. Uh, it is an hour and 40 minutes. It is PG-13. Yeah, it had a PG-13 look. Mm-hmm. That's unfortunate. And it starts out with that fun idea in the first room with the heating going on that was kind of cool but then when they end up in that like digital exterior it makes me think of black mirror that's why i said bandersnatch because it's like kind of like this could be a black mirror episode no yeah did that did that pull you out of it that's that's honestly like a big ding for me was when that once you see that it's like all they're in some sort of weird star trek holodeck and it's like mm, well now is the is the danger even real my immediate reaction in that scene is like mm. So this is like a rich jigsaw. <laughs> right. Like he's got infinite funds to make this weird ass shit. Like, yeah, it's kind of feels almost like it gives it a sci-fi twist, but I'm definitely not against this. And I'm going to say that I'm tentatively excited because I do think that the room to room thing will keep me uh, focused. Yeah. It's a little bit of cube and a little bit of cabin in the woods. Oh, cute. Yeah. That's how I felt. I felt a cabin in the woods slash, uh, saw vibe and i was into it and i I think all of these young actors i've seen a a few of them in other things so i'm hoping that they're you know up and comers maybe with at least a little bit of talent um they're not totally unknown faces like you see in a lot of horror movies and um anyway uh i think it could be i think it could be fun i think it'd be a good time i'm excited does the teacher that says uh do one thing over break that challenges you or makes you step outside of your shell. Is the teacher a bad person? Is he playing a role here? I feel like is he's he got to be in some way. Mm, an insider. Yeah, is he? Yeah. Is he a stooge? Because they all get these boxes sent to them out of nowhere. So they were all selected. There's going to be that element to it as well. Go ahead, intern. Sorry, I was just pontificating. I was trying to give 110%. Hmm. Um, when I die, I want to be swallowed by a comfy couch. And I just need to find the right way to have this happen so that I can give what's inside of me to the rest of the world by having my insides be crushed out uh, with a comfy chair. It's kind of half expecting a gunshot at the end of that. Are you okay? Um, 
I would like uh, I would like to enter an escape room and uh, and not come out. Maybe <laughs> this will be the movie that I kill myself in the theater watching. Oh, just um, epic crescendo! Right at the crescendo of the film, too. The lights spotlight onto you, and you're just like trapped inside of a box with a bunch of like dildos coming in like swords. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, there'll be a bunch of uh, Dick Cheney dicks penetrating the box hmm. um side grinning dicks <laughs> i don't know what's going on here Bag of dicks. this went off the rails a little while ago it did but i am going to give you uh best movie feedback for the episode <laughs> a little coning, a little cone there for you um i guess i'm a little worried because i don't really care <laughs> great finish there we yeah. go <laughs> intern can we make a movie with a character based on you that's like the opposite of john wick like it's just you trying to shoot yourself in the head for 90 minutes and other people like get out of the way you're like you're like a turtle talking out of its asshole uh suicide foo yeah the action movie okay we call andrew dicked (laughs) (sighs) okay trailer number four guys uh this one is a Got some heat. Got some heat coming off of it. It's uh, it's called Destroyer, and it's got Nicole Kidman kicking some ass. Oh, what was the name of it again? Destroyer. Destroyer. Here we go. I spent my whole life scrapping. Jealous, hungry, scared. I want to find something decent. Something good. You can be better than me. No idea. I know your whole story. Placing our agent undercover, she'll look right enough next to our guy. If we do this, we accept the consequences. Do you love me? You know I do. You chose to play cops and robbers. I'm mad. I'm still mad. It's burnt a circuit in my brain.
อนกันจริงแมนด์ worried or excited It's okay. Think it out loud. Uh, okay, so Nathan, can I get a can I get like a synopsis here? Destroyer follows the moral and existential odyssey of LAPD detective Aaron Bell, who, as a young cop, was placed undercover with a gang in the California desert with tragic results. When the leader of that gang reemerges many years later, she must work her way back through the remaining members and into her own history with them to finally reckon with the demons that destroyed her past. Okay. Okay. Um. Rated R. Two hours, three minutes. Okay, that's a good runtime. I like the R rating. Um, my my hang up, I guess, is what what is it that this is like missing for me? Maybe it's just that I can't imagine Nicole Kidman as a badass, and so. But you know, everybody deserves a shot at it. Maybe she'll shock me. I think my problem with this, with the trailer at least, is all of the quote persuasion. Why are you selling to me so hard how great this movie is? Shouldn't there be how- a limit to how long a quote can be? Too there was that one in the middle that was like a like a paragraph. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, where, where you're like trying to read it fast and, and you're reading it too quickly, but then you realize, oh, they gave you enough time to read it. Oh, I guess I didn't have to rush. And then it goes right, back. I'll, I'll, I'll can start over here. Oh, no, it's gone. <laughs> yeah. I, I, something about that is putting me off. There's too, too much of that going on. And it makes me think like, you know, the lady doth protest too much. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's great. Maybe it's not. Uh, the problem is they didn't name it after some sort of food or something, you know? When you have like a lady badass, gotta be like salt or peppermint or, you know. <laughs> oh, um, knowing a little bit more about the plot makes me more interested. Du- director of the Invitation. Oh, that was a good movie. That was very good. I'm on the fence, but I'll give it the benefit of the doubt and 100 percent, 110 minus 12 percent excited. <laughs> I like the use of 110 though. That's appreciated. <laughs> right. Threw him off a little math there. Daniel, what say you? Um, yes. I will, I'm, I'm also going to give it a benefit of the doubt excited because I there seems to be something there. There's something really ghostly and, and nice. And I think that the uh, if this thing does have pacing problems, and I'm not saying that it does, it just has the, you know, it seems like it's the kind of movie that would be susceptible to it. I think that there's going to be a brutality that carries through it that'll uh, make up for that. And I just want to note that, like, isn't it weird, like, Nicole... Yeah, didn't we point out before that Renner, you know, he's like a hair actor? Mm, yeah. Is the Kidman like a nose actor? I feel like when she really <laughs> wants to take a role seriously, she's got to have like prosthetics put on her face. The you know, hours. She did win for the hours. She the did Academy win for the Academy Awards. Oh, yeah. oh, and you guys mentioned the Academy Awards? Oh, that's the Academy Oscar bell. Oh, and Nicole Kidman's going to win an Oscar for this. That's what that yeah. bell means. That's what the quote persuasion was for? Court persuasion and the bell. the The bell is a new. Uh, it, it means Oscars. The Oscar bell is going off. See, that's what it means. You said that the, the, the director on set gets like chills when she walks up and she like sits down in the in the makeup stool. She's like, "Fuck up my chin and give me bags under my eyes." He's like, "Oh fuck yes." <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna bring home the statue, baby. <laughs> Woo! So we got two benefit of the doubt excited. I'm going to come down with a 
absolutely excited. I'm I I hope it's dark. I hope it's gritty. She looks like she goes pretty gritty. I saw her on Graham Norton and she was like talking about some method that she was doing. She was in she was in that headspace for a while and Keith Urban was uh was none too happy about it. <laughs> If they if they went as hard as like vice like undercover vice cops, she's like, yeah, no, I got a real heroin addiction, and uh, I'm pretty sure I killed someone. <laughs> that was actually one of the funniest comments I saw was for Destroyer. Somebody said, uh, is "She playing? Is she playing Keith Urban?" What's <laughs> oh, Jesus? Yeah, but yeah, I'm excited. I hope uh, it's the first. You know, I like uh, there to be a little bit of sadness to my movies, so I'm down, and I hope I uh, hope she's awesome, and I hope. She wins because there's a lot of weak ass shit being uh, being awarded. And this is the year where I give the Oscars the finger. So this is the Oscars' chance to keep me keep me engaged. Mm. Okay. In turn, um, so there's uh, little golden Earth statues getting handed out first, mm. and uh, she's been nominated against Lady Gaga, mm. Glenn Close. Mm. Melissa McCarthy and Rosamund Pike. And I really am of the opinion that this is a three-way race, mm-hmm. which will move into Oscar season as well. I think it's Kidman's to lose, pal. The bells went off. Didn't you hear the bells? I did hear the bells. I am excited to watch this movie knowing that there will be a for sure nomination mm. that I can tick off the box. Um, <laughs> this looks a lot like or reminded me of uh you were never really here Ooh. which uh was also a female director and i really enjoyed that movie mm. i'm hoping to enjoy this one because the invitation was probably one of my favorite tpp movies i watched yeah it was good the year that that came out mm-hmm. uh so hopefully this continues mm-hmm. i'm rather excited because the thing that makes me happiest is other people's misery Okay, uh, gonna gonna finish it off in the five hole tonight with uh, some some Shyamalamania, huh? Huh? Yeah, it's glass. Here we go. It's amazing to meet you. It is simply extraordinary. Maybe this will all make sense if I explain who I am. My name is Dr. Ellie Staple, and I'm a psychiatrist. My work concerns a particular type of delusion of grandeur. It's a growing field. I specialize in those individuals who believe they are superheroes. <laughs> Good for you. The three of you've convinced yourselves you have extraordinary gifts like something out of a comic book. David Dunn, the only person to survive that train wreck all those years ago. What do you do? I'm in security. You think you have superpowers? It's a feeling. Vision. I have to touch them. You believe you are a protector. 
My name is Patricia. I have no question. There are two dozen identities. I'm Mary Reynolds. Por favor, senora. We almost got you, bro. That live in that body with you. The beast is coming any minute now for you guys. But what I am questioning is your belief that you are something more than human. And yet, it is true. My bones break easily. I've had 94 breaks in my life. But you have an extraordinary IQ. This is not a cartoon. This is the real world. No way. And yet, some of us still don't die with bullets. Some of us can still bend steel. I've been waiting for the world to see that we exist. May I meet the beast? I hope for your sake that he likes you. That sounds like the bad guys teaming up. A lot of people are going to die. Don't do this. Are you ready? What do we call you, sir? First name, Mr. Last name. Nathan, finish it off. Okay, so I was looking around for stuff to talk about with Glass, trying to get inspired, and I came across probably the greatest uh, thing that I've that I could have come across. Okay, what about a Shyamalan universe? Like maybe Glass and uh, Split Guy team up and end up killing. Uh, David Dunn or Bruce Willis at the end of this movie, right? But another superpower that David Dunn didn't realize he had was being able to speak to specific people as a dead person, right? <laughs> right. And, the, and that wraps around to Sixth Sense, right? And then the sequel to this has 30-year-old Haley Joe Osment still like, you know, working as a medium, you know, with like psychic powers. And he manages to somehow bring David Dunn back to life in some way, Right. But he's he's like also like a supply uh, supplies liaison for uh, for um, William Hurt in the village, right? And or he becomes like uh, maybe maybe Haley Joe Osment ultimately becomes some sort of accidental supervillain by you know poisoning the plants with his psychic power, which is which is what happens to the happening, right? Yeah, well, he, well, yeah, he's working in conjunction with Mr. Glass to develop a toxin spread by uh, communicating of plants, right? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, how do the aliens fit into this? Uh, well, the aliens. Huh? <laughs> uh, Mel Gibson's power is the ability to give dramatic speeches while his body is separated from its torso. <laughs> uh, the aliens aren't actually aliens; they're actually mutated corn people. Oh. From the cornfields, uh, that were an accidental creation of Glass in his laboratory there yeah and the reason that they're afraid of water is because they're somehow related to the wicked witch of the west right the lady in the water shows up at the end and she's all powerful yeah Perfect. she is the wicked witch she wears her Oz crossover uh, she's never in the water technically uh it bothers me that m night Shyamalan is trying to sell that this was the plan all along right that right. Uh, the split character was actually in the original script from breakable but had to be cut out um yeah, no, no. 
Opportunity knocked and you opened the door, sir. I actually do think you could connect more of these movies together, though, and that would be hilarious if you did it. I'm going to say I'm worried about Glass, only because Split was decent, but it didn't, like, blow my socks off, and Unbreakable was cool, but it felt like it missed. Like, it tried to do something really cool, and it just missed by just a little bit. So, do I want to watch the third movie in a series where it just missed and it was just decent? Like, why is this going to be anything that matters? I'm going to say worried. Well, that is, I think, the 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 greatest mystery for me about M. Night at all is that all of his movies are cool ideas on the surface and even and, and could be cool if more deeply explored, better, better set up, better planned out. And they all just miss every single movie that he has made for the past 20 years has bit the big weenie like and we keep giving him more and more and more chances because basically because the movies are passable and people keep going to see them because he's, you know, the the trailers are often usually good and compelling. So people go out and watch it and they're like, damn it, it sucked again. And this is going to be the same thing. I thought split was again, it was okay. And then you get to the end and it's like, what, what (laughs) the plan? What's happening? What's happening to water? I mean, it's every. It's always something stupid. It's always just a uh, like mm. grown eye roll. I um, also, I also think that with M Night Shyamalan movies, there is actually a pretty good conversation in in terms of like which one you think is the best, or like different people have many different reactions. Because when I was managing a video store, like it was amazing how many people hated this one and liked that one, and it's weird right, which yeah. ones are liked and which ones are hated. Yeah. Yeah. I found you think um, that. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was, was going to say that I think I found each one worse than the one before, but no, I think that gets fucked up around signs in the village because I, I despise signs. But the village is a. Yeah, but tons of people loved signs. Lots of people liked signs, even though it was patently retarded. Right. I'm sorry. I shouldn't say retarded, but. No, it's fucking retarded. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's so stupid. <laughs> um, anyway. Signs is probably my favorite movie of his. Um <laughs> Does the Mel Gibson scene is awesome when he gets hit with the truck and he starts crying about his wife while his legs are detached from his body? Right. Um, do you think that most people enjoyed the first movie they've seen of his? Like, not his first movie, but whatever one they saw first. And then they have expectations that are ultimately just big letdown after letdown because the first movie they saw was interesting. I think. In general, The Sixth Sense is yeah. appreciated and liked by most people. Yeah. And only seen once? How many people have seen that movie more than once? Yeah. I've seen it more than once. And I know really? what you're trying to get at. And yes, there's some of that there. But that I, I think that one holds up the best. Mm-hmm. And then for me, it's The Village. I like the feel of The Village all the way to the end. And I'm not that upset about what happens. <laughs> I would have liked The Village had that, like, that, uh, you know, reveal come halfway through oh what that they're just like next to a busy highway yeah and then it becomes like what happens after that because that's the part that's interesting that's the problem with Shyamalan movies is that these twists that he's so proud of these are old twists Mm. we can't do that anymore you need to you need you need to put that part in the middle of your movie and invent a new conflict for them to overcome which extends the idea and makes it interesting that's why all these movies feel short because it's like jerking off and not coming (sighs) Ooh. 
I don't know anything about that. Jerking <laughs> off and not coming. Going to give you a cone. <clears throat> so would you say officially worried, Amanda? Uh, yeah, I'm worried. Also, I don't remember Unbreakable. Yeah, I have a hard time remembering it. Too. I, I, I've seen it, but I don't remember it. So it's hard for me to put these characters together. I remember the split guy. That's Yeah. Yeah. See, but Unbreakable, like, hinted at him being a superhero. He kind of, like, played it being a superhero. And then they just hinted at Samuel Jackson being a supervillain at the end or something. And I don't remember them ever actually getting there. Like, they spent the whole movie and the reveal was that they were superheroes or possibly were superheroes before superheroes were a thing. Right. I will say the one the one saving grace about this trip. And honestly, by the way, even though I'm worried, I'm probably going to end up watching this for whatever reason, because that's <laughs> what we all do with M. Night movies. Um I like Sarah Paulson yeah, a lot. I yeah. like her too. So she's I like her playing that because that role that like a psychiatrist that's like has to deal with these guys that are delusional. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's uh, a few things that need to happen here. Um, Glass said that a lot of people are going to die, which means if a lot of people don't die, it's going to be a big letdown. The other thing that must happen in this movie to make it fantastic is the beast needs to fuck glass. <laughs> mm. And then we can find out if he really is unbreakable. He's like, oh, but sweetie, have you broke all 94 bones at once? Right? That's the that's the love scene I want to watch the most. Um, I want to I see one personality like do something that is really atrocious and awful. It's PG-13, so it won't happen. But do something really awful and terrible and then have another personality like take over and have to deal with what they just did. Yeah. Like snuffing out a kid. Yeah. 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 Like the personality change happens as the kid is dying, being strangled or being suffocated or something. Like, uh, 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 oh, oh God. (laughs) Well, also is the girl from Split, she shows up in here again. Did they at the end of Split allude to her also possibly having powers? Is she going to be? No, she doesn't have powers. Maybe, maybe she has powers over him. Okay. Okay. Her power, she can break other people's bones. <laughs> no. What? What if? What if she can get him to snap out of being the beast? Yeah. Yeah. Or control which person he flips to. She can mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. command it. Uh, is that a worry from you, intern? Uh, yeah, I'm worried, and I'm gonna watch it, like Amanda said. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is weird that this one kind of seems more interesting than the origin story movies from which these characters come. Um. I watched Split. I didn't really like Split very much. I don't remember liking Unbreakable. I think for maybe the exact reasons that Nathan outlined. And uh, Sixth Sense is fun. And are we supposed to assume that he's dead and now can talk to dead people? Because I feel like he's trying to say that those movies are connected as well. Um, Yeah. Isn't this just Wolverine, Professor X, and Beast hanging out? Like a little intimate trio story between the three of them? Oh, nice. He ripped off the X-Men. Yeah, that's what it feels like anyway. Like, this is like, uh, I don't know. And like, it's just, is like, so that is he trying to set up like, because Shemlon likes to think that he creates interesting movie dynamics, but then he just fails miserably. Like Lady in the Water is a perfect example of that. He spends oh. the whole movie setting up these like archetypes, caricatures of like, and like even like speaking on like breaking the fourth wall and speaking to their own archetypes and stereotypes and then just ends up just fucking the movie off into some weird place with the magical grass pigs or something i forget i didn't um, i didn't i didn't make it through lady in the water so i have no idea i got giamatti'd right but there's giamatti'd. the guy who works out only one side of his body 
Oh yeah, yeah. Then, then he tries to put some like Spielbergian uh, like, memorable deformity into the movie. It's what am I trying to get at here? You're worried. Yeah, no, I'm I'm worried because he thinks it's going to be interesting to have poor, frail, and fragile Samuel Jackson be protected by a big beast uh, um, split guy, and it's it's not going to be that because all you're going to think of the whole time is isn't he just by merely picking him up breaking all of his bones? Uh, this yeah, it's, it looks like a mess. It's going to be disappointing. Worried. <laughs> Roundtable worried for you there, M Knight. I got two words for you, Shyamalan. After Earth. Table for episode 110, where we are giving 110% collectively uh, for you, the billion. But this isn't about the billion now. This is about us. It's about uh, proving our worth as gentlemen and ladies and talking about the movies that have been watched off the burden list because by now you would think that they would have watched at least one off <coughs> their burden list. What's the burden list? It's like these movies that you were supposed to be on gentlemen's you know yeah. on your honor to watch them and talk about them i watched several and you have watched none and i am i'm i'm calling you out tonight cousin i feel like i'm not missing any not deadlines that were made guess we have to bring the burden list back hey for there to be some accountability in this mug you you made it voluntary i have voluntarily ignored them <sighs> yeah we have to talk about this Actually, for this segment, I have voluntarily ignored all movies because I can't think of a single one that I've seen since the last time we sat down here. Well, I've watched a lot of movies. Amanda, have you watched any movies? Um, I, I watched Lord of the Rings again. She's watched all Lord of the Rings movies, and I think she's going back through the cycle again. Hmm. It's the holidays. That's that's fine. Everybody has their go-tos during the holidays. Um, anything you want to say about the Lord of the Rings trilogy? Oh, it's just perfection. It's just perfect, uh, soothing, uh, put you in uh, good good spirits, you know, good against evil, the few against the many, mm-hmm. epic. Uh, whiny Sam and whiny Frodo, yes? All right, then, you keep your secrets. <laughs> Lots of bad CGI, <laughs> big glass flipping around, making, making constipated faces. Surfing on shields. Seven and a half hours of drama between uh, Aragorn and uh, Liv Tyler. But it has escaped uh, the harassophilia. There is no one in the Lord of the Rings that was called out, right? Well, Viggo Mortensen was just called out for being racist. Well, he said he it method in... acting. What's that, Daniel? It's method acting. Didn't his last role require that he be a little bit racist? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Fungu. Why are you hey. breaking my boss? Hey, what are you... Beep, beep. It's a bunch of N-words. <laughs> Yeah. No, so it still has purity as well, is, is my point, is that the Lord of the Rings trilogy has a has a purity that speaks to uh, probably childhood form, formative years. No? 2000? No? I feel like I feel like John Rhys Davies, man, he's in that like elite mm-hmm. British actors club where like they don't, they're just about building credits. They're not really about building legacies. 
Like I feel, yeah. I feel like he's been in some dark eyes wide shut kind of shit. Huh. Kind of picture all of them just circle jerking each other and getting it out of their system. Mm-hmm. Like just real mm-hmm. weird shit. Like some like thirteen year old girl. It's like don't stop. I, it's okay if I die. I have a sister. What? <laughs> wow. Okay. okay. You went too far, honey. <laughs> I basically just slightly altered a scene from uh, Altered Carbon. Oh, wow. I don't think I got that far. Uh, I'm going to talk about a movie. I watched a movie called White Boy Rick. Oh. Oh, yeah. Um, well done movie, for the most part. Like, well made and well acted and well performed by all the people involved. But I just don't care about a 15-year-old white kid that sold weapons and drugs and got himself fucked over by the fbi at the end of the movie you're just like yeah but who cares who cares about him i don't care that he spent 30 years in prison because the fbi fucked him over because he did sell drugs and he did sell weapons and he is a piece of shit right he was a real bad guy he was a asshole and he's a just a lazy piece of shit and what about his musical contribution and for that reason white boy rick uh, you get a shit through a goose. Put a socket, boy. Or else you'll be out of here like shit through a goose. Take that. <laughs> Take that, white boy Rick. Intern, what do you got? Um, well, I have uh, watched a number of movies in December. Hmm. But I started uh, going through Stanley Kubrick's filmography from the beginning. Oh, let me uh, give you some background here. Ah, uh, lovely. So... <laughs> We started out with uh, Fear and Desire, 1953, a movie that he doesn't didn't like to register as uh, him filming, although it was his first full feature film and had many flaws. We then moved on to Killer's Kiss, which uh, was 1955. Uh, he was writing, directing, uh, doing cinematography, and you could tell that this was not his foray. Uh, to do everything all at once. High ambition, not the best. Moving on to the killing, he decided that uh, he'd let someone else write the write the script. Okay, that was good. That was good, eh? That was good, everybody. Thank you, intern. Yeah. I think that's, uh, I think you made your point that you went back and watched a bunch of you went. Old How movies. far did you get? Did we have to do 2001, Eyes Wide Shut, where we stopped? Uh, yeah, so I just watched uh, Clockwork Orange, which is after 2001. I have Barry Lyndon, and that's the last one that I haven't seen yet. I've never seen Which Barry I have, um, of all of his filmography. I've seen the rest. Interesting. Um, but, uh, yeah, he's uh, he's quite the guy. I like um, all of his stuff. I've never seen Barry Lyndon. I've never seen Dr. Strangelove. Doctor Strange Love, I think, might be my favorite movie. Yeah, that one's. You should that. You should. You should watch that one. Lyndon. Mm. So it'd be the kind of movie that if we were still uh, accountable to burdenless, you could you could burden that. Yeah. Are you trying to bring the burdenless back? <laughs> me? I feel that this segment is lacking since the burden list has been dropped. Next up, uh, Sicario Two. Mm. Decent, uh, decent movie. Nothing wrong with that movie at all. Just fine. You liked it, hey? Not the theater experience must have altered my perception no, dramatically. I didn't let me finish. I said so. it's a decent movie. Nothing wrong with it at all. It's just not the first one, not even close to the first one, and shouldn't be compared to the first one. And it's a shame that it has to be connected to the first one because it has the same two of the same characters. So 
but as as you know, separate it, stand alone by itself. Nothing wrong with it at all. It's fine. But there is the first one, and it's way. <laughs> and it's infinitely better. It's true. I also watched a movie called First Reformed with Ethan Hawke about a priest who helps a kid. Um, the kid is like a new father, and he's like a part of some like wacko environmental cult group, and he's like planning to bomb things. And after Ethan Hawke talks to him, the kid kills himself. And then it gets it gets weird. Did the right thing. Well, Ethan Hawke is a priest that's kind of fucked up a little bit too, and he kind of wanders down the path, and it gets it's a little bit too like the the crux of the movie is about climate change, like environmental cult oh, wackos. God. So it was like, why? Like I felt like if they put something else in there that fucked them up mentally, that would draw me in more, and that kind of pulled me out. But for the most part, I think uh, pretty pretty decent. But the, yeah, the climate change part of it is just like really. Kind of chose something a bit more gritty, guys. You have to choose this lame topic. Yeah, I know. Why was I? Why do I feel like it's always being jammed down my throat somehow? Mm. But uh, there's a lot of things good there that I would have appreciated more if they had chosen a different like crux in the middle of it. Anyone else, or should I keep going? I have uh, one last thing to talk about. Okay, do it. I was uh, going to watch a bunch of movies on Christmas Day um, with my my Faja. And uh, so we went to the theater, and he twisted my arm. Wait, wait. Tell him, tell him what you said. You you suggested what movies to him? I suggested uh, Vice and Green Book, and uh, he countered with Transformers and Aquaman. <laughs> <laughs> so we watched Aquaman. Um, and even with the mentally stunted kids behind me talking throughout the whole thing, Mentally stunted. stunted. That's like a safe way of saying retarded. Yes. Mentally stunted. Um, still, with that, with all the hor- horrific CGI, the underwater magnificence that is Aquaman, this is a great negative scale movie. Good. <laughs> I, I couldn't believe it because there was so many things working against this with the kid talking, with my dad's body seizing up, mid film <laughs> like just so many things going against it i still had a fun time with it and i was like you know what the dc universe took a turn finally it's accepted that it can create garbage and just have fun with it and that's what happened with aquaman it is by far not a great movie and it's not a horrible movie but it's horribly fun so i would suggest it it uh Permission. It's leading well into Shazam, which is going to just be totally ridiculous. Permission to come aboard? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was good. But, will Shazam have Willem Dafoe and a man button? Yes. Uh, I don't think so. No. I don't think so. Yeah, and they're like digitally making people younger, too. Like they digitally altered Dafoe to be younger there. Yeah, why not? Oh, yeah. It's got more green screen than the Star Wars prequels. Yeah. You can tell that like none of this was filmed with like people. It reminds me of Willem. like uh, Star Wars Episode Two, except funny. Hmm. And- I just love like the underwater like physics of everything. Like yeah, sure you're a superhero, but it's still harder to punch someone underwater. Uh, not if you're an uh, aqua person. Hmm. Do they have a uh, aqua lad? <laughs> I actually didn't see any children. They're all fully formed adults. Oh, well, that's why you were okay with it. 
right? Yeah. It was just the live ones behind me that are annoying. Yeah. Okay. All right. Very, uh, very quickly here. The Mule. Oh, you saw The Mule. Oh, the Eastwood of that film. Yeah. Lots yes. of fun. Orgies, doesn't he? There's sure. There's exactly what Chelsea was worried about. There's the you know the sad storyline or whatever. But the family, the too much family stuff. But there's also a lot of fun along the way. Like a lot of like old ninety year old guy not fitting in the world anymore humor throughout the whole thing, and that was very enjoyable. For instance, he stops at some random place, and there's some some people working on uh, on their motorcycles outside, uh, like a motorcycle gang. And he, like, grumbles, like, you should check this. Hey, hey, buddy, you should check this. And uh, the person looks up and, and says, I'm not a buddy. I'm I'm a woman. I'm a, I'm a dyke. We're all dykes. We're dykes on bikes. <laughs> and he's like, oh, well, yeah, me, well, you should just try to fix that, uh, what I was suggesting there. And she's like, well, thanks, old guy. And he was like, no problem, dykes. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, dykes. <laughs> you're, you're welcome, dykes. And he's just kind of like, he just took... You know, he's he's a drug mule, but he'll like stop to help change somebody's tire, <laughs> and they're and they're like, "What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Stay on the on the path. Why are you stopping?" And this is like just who he is. Just never had a ticket in his life. Just pulls over to help people and acts like an old man. Anyway, that stuff's hilarious. It helps that I watched it with my parents <clears throat> as like a Christmas thing, and uh, every time my dad laughs at shit, I lose. <laughs> yeah, that uh, is nice getting a chuckle out of an older man. Yep. I was at my mom's house in Houston, and uh, her husband, um, Eddie, all he wanted to do was watch Christmas movies all night. He never got a chance to, and finally at the end, uh, he put on Christmas Vacation, like 25% into it, and just, I could recite, like, the whole movie verbatim <laughs> for him, just every, I just fed him all the punchlines, like a scene beforehand, he just, <laughs> 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 uh, just all the, like, classic, ridiculous parts, well, but yeah, I didn't, uh, that's well, really that's my name. Part. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> actually, he did. He stopped. He was kind of drunk and he was like, why they always got to make all the Eddies in movies fuck ups? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't know, Eddie. I don't know. Uh, oh. <laughs> Snots. Roll over. Let Clark ru- rub your belly. <laughs> um, I'm okay. I'm good. Thanks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> are, you, are you serious, Clark? <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah, there's good stuff there. And uh, yeah, what, what did my mom say? We were walking into the uh, into Mule or walking away from Mule or something, and she was like, saw some poster for Mary Queen of Scots. I was like, oh, I, Mary Queen of Scots. I'm interested in that. Are you interested in that? I saw the trailer for it. I think I'm gonna. I think we're gonna go. And I'm like, oh, you didn't hear about the oral sex scene? <laughs> apparently she gets pleased and she's not quiet about it and she, and she was like she's like mm, well that's out that's disgusting that's out we're not gonna watch that now there'll be dykes on bikes <laughs> I, uh, I didn't we didn't watch any movies other than christmas vacation but i did i, I did gather or purchase for myself during all the christmas sale hoopla uh, some films for myself to watch with Amanda, since you know she has egregiously missed out on some of the classics. Well, I was I was holding out hope for her burden list. Oh yeah, we're we're about to hit it up. She's got a bunch of days off in in a row, uh, both of us together. So I got got uh, let's see, I got Predator, The Ridge, um, Iron Giant, Edward, Edward Scissorhands, 
I uh, picked up a 25th anniversary Roger Rabbit. She's seen that one. We just both love it. Uh, cool World. Oh, yeah. Cool World. With Brad Pitt. I had to track that down. That thing is out of print. I had to go find some like weird. That's kind of been what I've been doing over Christmas, actually, is making weird, obscure, shady internet deals with people for stuff. Like today, I literally back alley bought a bunch of Lego off of an old Spanish woman. Really? Yeah, I was like, I've been wanting to get into like real Lego. Now that I'm like a 35 year old man, I finally have the funds to get into Lego because <laughs> they're for rich people only. I don't know if you've taken a look, but they're literally like a dollar per piece of Lego. So mm. I was like, this is some, some bullshit. I need to get a big head start. And I need some bulk. <laughs> I just found some like garage sale app or something and some, 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 uh, some Mexican woman was selling a couple of giant boxes of Legos. And I was like, yeah, I'll take them. She's like, all right, meet me down by the old prison. I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know, Ted might swallow the Lego. Oh, no, he's, uh, yeah, that that's, uh, don't worry. If I drop like a softball on the ground, I'm concerned he might swallow it. So I'm all <laughs> over Legos. Softball. <laughs> oh, well, that's fun. So you got Predator. What about Terminator 2? Uh, nope. I mean, I thought that's, that's on the docket, but that's not part of the ones that I bought. What else? Oh, I got a Christmas edition, uh, Die Hard. Oh, nice. Ooh. Got like a, you know, a sweater, a Christmas sweater cover, and it's got like ho-ho, mm. yippee-ki, something. Die Hard's a Christmas staple. Yeah. Chelsea and I watch it at least twice during the Christmas. Although, I have had requests, I had requests this Christmas to watch the second one. Yeah, it's uh, also, it takes time. Mm. Christmas. Die Hard 2. Mm. I feel yeah. like where the first one's engaging and fun and quotable, the second one might be better on like a make fun of it during the lulls kind of thing. Yeah, it's definitely like there's just some things about it, right? Like John McClane's like a celebrity almost. and Right. Know. And he, has, he becomes like a caricature of himself. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the, the journalist or whatever in the airport is like, there's John McClane. John McClane. What, what, what are your thoughts? It's like, uh, really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, she oh sells God. it. Can we get a picture? Can you take your shoes off? <laughs> she said. <laughs> Everything about Die Hard is perfect. Everything is logical. Everything connects. And it's got that cheesy nostalgia all through it. Mm-hmm. Run, I like Die Hard 3 a lot also. The, the Run DMC Christmas song. Christmas in yeah. Hollis. Bruce Willis's spirit hadn't yet been broken. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Somebody made that comment about the glass. They're just like, nice to see him caring about a performance. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess you do 40 straight to DVDs and uh, mm -hmm. you're aching for something to bite sink, sink your teeth into. Yeah. A Good Day to Die Hard was pretty depressing. I did, That was the only one I didn't see. Oh, don't even try it. 20, it's 20 minutes bad in. Bad day to watch a movie. 20, 20 to 30 minutes in, you'll be like, whoa. Yeah, guys, Jai Courtney, not going to happen. Let it go. Let it go. Yeah. Oh, but he's uh, a Suicide Squad guy now forever. Just be Mr. Boomerang. Stop it. Yeah, he's going to be in the the five sequels. And oh, what God, the legend of Ouya. What about your burden list? You, Iwa. Iwa? Um, what about <laughs> you your... You have like 13 Bigfoot movies to watch? Your oh, there's list. only four on here. Hedwig and the Angry Inch, Requiem for a Dream, Hamlet 2, Wyatt Earp. Why haven't you done at least one of those? Oh, uh, that's a great question. You're I've watching had Requiem for a Dream sitting ready to watch in three different spots on my computer, on my TV, and on my iPad. And I haven't watched it. And it's been on there since like three podcasts ago. 
you are missing out on an asshole opportunity. You could have cleaned up these four movies and been like, guess who the gentleman is? But you didn't right. do that. Now I gave you the idea, so you can't do it. I know, but I could I could, and just say that I've watched one. <laughs> Each it's like not time. enough that you sabotage yourself, but you like help others sabotage you. Yeah. It's true. Uh, I have one last one. Uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Ooh. Uh, Chelsea, was- Chelsea and I went to see this and uh, highly recommend it. Very fun. Good. That don't one wanna, makes me happy. Don't want to ruin anything for anybody, so... I just say, uh, if you do have any hesitation, you should shove it and just watch it because you'll probably like it. Okay? Yeah, it looks weird and fun. Yeah. And the last film that I bought that I will be showing Amanda, I think maybe I might watch this one with her first. Hmm. Uh, speaking of <clears throat> superheroes and Marvel Universe, uh, Howard the Duck. <laughs> Ooh, Leah Thompson. doesn't believe me that the duck tries to fuck uh, McFly's mom. Leah Thompson, yeah. It's been a long time since I've seen several of these that you're bringing up howard the duck whoa mind blown and also cool world as well long time long time oh yeah and i I bought cool world and i hunted it down and paid more for it than i should have full well knowing that i watched it after roger rabbit hoping for some of that same magic and getting none of it (laughs) right just kind of interesting to revisit it though uh how much did you pay or do you not want to tell oh no i paid like uh i think i paid 30 something dollars for it blu-ray or dvd only goes only on dvd and it's been out of print since like the 90s so i I remember having that in the store i can picture the cover oh i i ended up buying it from a store that's like the one that i used to manage when it when it arrived i was like oh i know this you put it in a new case and you polish the disc up i hope i don't notice huh that's all right (laughs) (laughs) yeah i know your game and with that i think we bid everyone adieu no Adieu. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Yep. Merry Whatever Christmas. else got going on. Festivus. Winter holidays. Yeah. You know what to do. You know what to do. You go to the site, trailerparkpodcast.com, or you look it up on your little podcast app. Uh, what, what do they always say? Go to Apple Podcasts, or go to Podcast Addict, or uh, Stitcher, or whatever the fuck you use, and, and get to it. Sad Sack Studios, Trailer Park Podcast. Yeah. It's really weird. Like, when you go to Apple... There's the podcast app. There's no mistaking it. It's the one. But you go if you're Android, you go to Google Play Store. Oh, good luck. There's 35. Why do none of them have four star ratings? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, um, that's what you get when you get choice. You know. True. It's true. People, people have a fair evaluation. You need to, you know, outdo each other to get to that high rating. And with Apple, you just don't know. There's just the one, and it's yeah. you know, I Tyrant. guess I guess it's the best one because it's the only one. Sounds a little bit like 1984 fascism. Mm, the very thing that they made a commercial against when they first started. <sighs> Isn't it sad how they all turn around? Apple, Google is now evil, even though it was literally do no evil. I, I, <sighs> can, I consider Apple to be less evil than all these other people now. I used to hate I, Apple and think it was completely evil. And now I think the other people are more evil. And I'm just surrounded by evil. And I don't know what to do. Yeah, it's like Apple's been evil for so long. They like I got slacked in the game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like they kind of opened the door and said, hey, guys, this is how you get. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> hey. Google, why are you working with China to enslave us all? <laughs> <laughs> all right. We thank you for joining us in all seriousness. Yeah. And, Hit us up. Uh, yeah. We love you. Yeah, we, 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 yeah, we love you. <laughs> 110%. 110%. Okay.
Theo, that is the worst. You, that was the worst you've ever behaved in your life. I'm not talking.